And Bernstein, um, really, whatever uh, whatever he does, he, c- he conducts with his bare hands, he conducts with a baton, he, he conducts with no hands at all. It doesn't matter. It all, it's all uh, um, really uh, trying to achieve the same uh, thing, which is having a dialogue, creating a relationship uh, uh, with, with people in the orchestra, and then based on this mutual trust and appreciation, etc., etc., really having a, a dialogue, a dialogue around the meaning of the music. What, what is this music saying? Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast, hosted by Andy Lapata, the show where Andy and his guests explore the many ways in which relationships impact business decisions, make leaders' jobs easier, and help you to progress your career. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Lapata. My guest this week is the Israeli orchestra conductor Itai Taugam. I worked with Itai when we were both speaking at a conference in Timisoara in the west of Romania a few years ago. And the day before the event, we both went down to the Philharmonic Hall in Timisoara, where we were going to be presenting. And after I did my sound check, it was Itai's turn. And and his was probably a different sound check to any other that I've seen in my career, because Itai was working with the Philharmonic Orchestra for his presentation. But for the sound check, it was going to be the first time that he met the players. And it was fascinating to watch. They clearly didn't really know much about what was going on at this stage. And there was some resistance in the ranks that you could sense because this this conductor had come from overseas, displaced the conductor that they worked with and was telling them what they were going to do the next day that was completely different to anything that they normally did. And it was fascinating to watch Itai work with them um, and and take on their complaints and their questions and their grudging responses and gradually win them on board. And if you were in the audience the next night at the conference, you would never have known there had been any dissent at all. So I knew that I wanted to invite Itai onto the show to understand just how you take an orchestra of individuals and turn them into one and create that beautiful music together. Hmm. Well, uh, wonderful start. <laughs> Makes me immediately think of all the uh, very difficult, uh, you know, <laughs> times that uh, I was... Uh, I was actually fighting also with myself, not just with the orchestra, because, you know, uh, you come uh, for the first rehearsal after studying a score and having the most wonderful ideas and being sure that your you know, interpretation is so convincing. And then you stand there and they're just not willing to listen to you. I mean, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a school teacher, I guess, you know, uh, <laughs> full of goodwill. And then the kids, you know, they're, they're, they're not bad kids, but they simply um, um, were somehow um, um, tamed into a system uh, that, that, that makes them behave exactly as you describe. And uh, what I can tell you is uh, orchestral uh, um, uh, players, even more than maybe almost any other um, occupation, uh, of, of, of such highly skilled uh, uh, people uh, are being mistreated and abused. And uh, that's what they uh, are trying to prevent 
when they uh, put on this uh, kind of resistance. So, so almost, in fact, you might go in to work with an orchestra with a fantastic reputation behind you, but that counts for nothing. It's their, their experiences that have gone before that count more for them. You know, how other conductors have worked with them more than your reputation elsewhere. Would that be a, a fair assumption? Yeah, the, the thing is, of course, coming coming, you know, with a big name, it's uh, everybody thinks, you know, what 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 can I get out of it? I mean, uh, uh, and 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 the orchestra wants to look good because they know you'll be talking about them to other, you know, impresarios or you know, music critics or whatever. Um, so it's always good to come with with uh, some reputation, but. Um, I would I would say that uh, even if it works uh, worked for you for for a short period of time, it it will not hold because uh, um, uh, those uh, psychological I even use the word damages that uh, and those uh, again artists highly skilled professionals that work in orchestras suffer and 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 maybe it's the same in many other you know areas uh, you know, workplaces. Uh, but 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 uh, it's it's uh, always easier to see it in an orchestra because you have, you have such a direct uh, hands-on uh, relationship with uh, with everybody. So you, you just look at the face. I mean, there's body body language, the the, 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 the face, facial expressions, uh, and there's the playing itself. You can see if it's committed or not. It's it, it could be much more difficult maybe to um, be 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 able to analyze, um, let's say, a company and where people you know can, cannot get into their heads as easy as you can with uh, orchestral players. So immediately it also affects you. So the question is, what do you do when you come and there's such uh, resistance? Uh, I think the first thing is something I did intuitively here. I don't take the blame. I don't put it on myself. You know, even though I came with all the, the, the high hopes of uh, being able to fly immediately and, you know, be, I, I, I simply know that this is the situation and, and it's, not, it's not about me. The second thing I do is I think of um, the greatest um, conductors I had the fortune to work with. I think of Claudio Abado. I think of uh, Leonard Bernstein, my, my great mentor. And I remember Bernstein fighting with orchestras who didn't want to listen, who, who he had to convince uh, uh, in his own very uh, unique way of, of, of why is it good for them individually as an, you know, as an, and an, as an orchestra to, to be engaged in, in a conversation with him. Really, uh, he didn't say, uh, listen to me because I know. He said, if you have a conversation with me, then we are both all of us are going to gain something. But, but this is maybe for later, you know, other people would do it in other ways. But um, uh, I think the first step, as I said, is don't take it personally. Uh, uh, be very clear of um, uh, what you want and what you expect, but also give them a 100%, um, you know, carte blanche, or, or, or maybe even better than carte blanche. Not, not just, you know, uh, it, it's not just I suspend my judgment. It's like I believe uh, that, you know, I'm very lucky to be here working with you. Uh, and be genuine, be just, you know, true about it. And, 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 and you might get disappointed, but it's much better, I think, than to put um, a kind of a, 
yeah, well, you know, I'm not sure about you. You'll have to prove yourselves because then you get into their game. It's a game of proving that you're not up to expectation. It's a really interesting approach. You know, one of the things I, I talk about just in, in general conversational uh, situations is I talk about taking yourself out of the equation. One of the, 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 one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make, and I include myself in this, is that in every conversation we have, we put ourselves at the center, you know, in what way is what you're saying relevant to me rather than just thinking, why are you saying it? Why is it important to you? Uh, mm. Similarly, you know, we talk a lot about how uh, I, I picked this up from, from a, a program called Landmark. Um, the, the only, um, one of the things that we do when people act or say things around us is we attach meaning to it and the only meaning it has is the meaning we attach to it and it's not necessarily what the intent was um mm. and so, so exactly what you you know that's what you've outlined is you, you don't make it about you you don't mm. attach meaning to the way the orchestra are behaving towards you you just let it play out but but in any leadership situation surely there comes a point where you have the conversation you open up but if you're not at some point able to say, okay, I've heard you, we've conversed, but this is how we need to move forward, then there could be a, a breakdown in leadership. How do you avoid that happening with your approach? Mm, uh, well, you, you have to remember that, uh, um, you know, the, 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 um, the culture of, of, of conductors and orchestras is such that uh, uh, usually orchestral play, uh, players don't have a lot to say. Uh, I mean, a lot of opportunity. I mean, I'm sure they have a lot to say, but they don't get the opportunity. Uh, so it's like they react to to something you uh, you put before them. But uh, um, having said that, maybe it's not so much about uh, verbal uh, conversations, which might lead to you know. Um, a trench war uh, or something of the sort uh, but but it's always dynamic it's uh, 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 you you by gesture make a musical proposition let's do it like this and then they react and you can see that there's some other emotion or some other um, um, uh, you know think of beauty that that, that person uh, added to to what you proposed and then, of course, you can you can stop and say, "Listen, it's going to be my way, right?" Or you can see how the little you know stone that this man or woman playing threw into the the pond makes waves, and how other people react to that. So uh, it doesn't mean that you have to give up your interpretation. It just means that if you're smart enough, your interpretation will uh, generate uh, a creative response, and you'll get something that you don't expect. And unless it goes in a completely different, you know, you know, you know the person in front of you really ignores your proposition, your, your, your gesture, and then you can, you, you, you can have to you know, make things straight. Um, but, but usually uh, uh, you don't have to do that because the reaction of other musicians will, will, will create some kind of, you know, uh, the, the wisdom, how do you say the Wisdom of the crowd. Oh, yes, something like that. So, so, the, so the general 
uh, response from from the colleagues in the orchestra is 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 very convincing. Of course, you don't the the the, the, the challenge is really to to get the majority uh, of the influential voices uh, on your side. Uh, because al always there will be people who are you know they don't care that much. It's they just want to finish and go home. Maybe they, they, they don't, I, you know, there'll always be those. And I remember as a young conductor, I used to make that mistake a lot. You know, I would play um, with, with an, an orchestra, I would conduct an orchestra of let's say 80 people, and there were three that I knew hated me or my approach or the music or their lives, I don't know what, but they were sitting there huffing and puffing and, and hating every moment. And uh, I would tend to concentrate on those three. Uh, and see how I can, you know, win them over. I, how I could, uh, I could persuade them. I could give them a chance to maybe uh, express themselves. And it, it would never work. The only way would be to say, okay, uh, let's see how the uh, the reaction of the whole orchestra, the involvement, the engagement of other people will, you know, somehow. Um, uh, take take those people. I mean, they can't resist uh, the stream while, while, uh, when it's uh, strong enough. So uh, that's something that took me a lot of years to learn. So, so within an orchestra, you're going to have people who who, who influence uh, the people around them. You know, whether it's the, the other people in their you know in the, in the wind section, for example, or um, and it, and and your job is to get them on board. And if they come with you. The others will follow. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a kind of a general feeling that that is emerging that we are doing something that's worthwhile, worth our while. It's, it, it, and and then you know they sit there in the orchestra. They might hate a lot of what they they're doing, uh, but but basically they love music. That's why they're there. And all you have to do is is tap to some you know deeper maybe. Um, layer in their existence uh, that, that, uh, that, 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 that will make them think, you know, it's not just about finishing the rehearsal in time and, 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 and going home, but rather, you know, this old Beethoven fifth that we played a uh, hundred times and here uh, there's a chance we'll, you know, meet it like, you know, a, a woman that you love in a different disguise or, you know, um, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so th th that's your job to to make them feel uh, alive, to make them feel that 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 the the their musicianship, uh, the all the things that they worked for uh, so many years gets a real chance to uh, to to be heard, to be acknowledged. Uh, and once you do that, they are most of the time uh, just grateful. I, I'm as you say this. I'm, I'm thinking about how this applies in a business context because obviously, you know, the, the the purpose of this conversation is to draw some lessons from your experiences uh, that can be applied elsewhere. And, and the strongest thing I'm getting is is the need for a common goal and a common goal that people people believe in, they buy into, and they'll take great pride in in working together to achieve. And if you've got the focus on that. Then, then all the minor gripes on the journey um, become less influential, if you like. You know, uh, it, it's the way you put it. I mean, if you say, uh, listen, guys, um, 
ladies and gentlemen of the orchestra, uh, we are going to play Beethoven Ninth, which is a monumental piece, and just playing it will add to the, uh, you know, well-being of humanity. I mean, it's, it's bullshit, if you excuse my friends, uh, my French. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's about what happens with this particular uh, group of people and, and the dynamics uh, that, that, that uh, somehow gains uh, momentum uh, that matters. Uh, as you do that, uh, the um, chance of actually getting to a performance of that much-played symphony uh, which is really worth their while because it's going to be different and better and and maybe more relevant and, and maybe, you know, um, um, there will be uh, uh, colors that were never, they never heard before and they, they can create um, uh, an impact within this. You know, all those things matter. And, and I think the common goal emerges through the process. It's not very clear that they, they, they are, their minds are elsewhere. They will not listen to you if you try to outline the, you know, your artistic vision. That's one of the things they, they hate the most, people that speak to them. <laughs> There's no time for that. It's almost letting it evolve and come from them, from the group, and find their level. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which bring, brings another thing in, which is the, the sense of ownership. Yes. Uh, if they, if they, you know, if they do it um, for themselves, uh, then of course it's much stronger. Now, it can never be only for themselves because, again, this culture of orchestras, uh, you know, I, I always uh, uh, make people um, in my in my talks visualize the, the the last poster that they've seen for a concert, and the poster says something like, uh, yeah, let's say the the, the Israel Philharmonic. And then it says conducted by Zubin Mehta with huge letters Zubin Mehta. And then in very small print you have Beethoven and Mozart, you know, people <laughs> with minor contribution to the to the event. And where are the players of the orchestra? They are not there at all. They are all squeezed into this one line, the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra. So 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 that has to be changed. It's uh, it, and a lot of orchestras, by the way, are, are doing that. I mean, you you open the you open the notes for a concert, uh, this um, uh, brochure uh, that, 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 that you buy, um, and, and, and there will be pages and pages uh, to, you know, um, personal introduction to um, um, individual members of the orchestra, which is, I think, a fine thing. It's, a, it's all about making it their business. You, you started out by talking about your approach being uh, to not worry about yourself and to, and not make it about you and make it about them and, and now you're sort of talking about shy, um putting the profile on the orchestra it's all about turning the spotlight around isn't it and and almost leading from behind in a sense and saying you're the stars yeah, yeah. of the show that's, that's, that's a kind of a paradox because you see the great names of the conductors and and what you really expect from a great conductor is somehow to disappear you don't want to hear, you know, to be singing in the hall and, 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 and having the conductor as something in between you and the music. You want the music to unfold you. Um, and so the conductor has to be somehow 100% present, uh, alert, um, uh, uh, um, uh, conducting 
um, the orchestra, but also the audience in a way. But uh, at the same time, to dissolve completely and, 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 and let, to be transparent and let the, the music uh, and the work of the players go, you know, um, uh, without you interfering. And, and that's, a, that's a hard trick to, um, you know, to, to combine those two. If you're in a leadership position and would like to review your own professional relationship strategy, you may be interested in booking a 15-minute call with Andy. Please visit andylapata.com forward slash discovery to find out more. One of the things that, that really stuck out for me when I, when I saw you present in Romania, and I think it's in your TED talk as well, which I, I recommend um, people watch, was you, you looked at a number of the great conductors and you, you demonstrated how they, um, they got their message across with just gestures, with the arch of an eyebrow, with a glare, with a, a, a wink or whatever it may have been. Um, and it's that subtlety of the, of the communication um, that, that really struck out. Can you perhaps give a couple of examples? I know you, we haven't got the visuals that you used in the talk, the nature of mm. being a podcast, but if you could share a couple of examples, you know, that, that stand out for you of that and how, you know, that can translate into how leaders in all areas of business can, can, can really sort of get their message across in the most subtle of ways. Mm. Um, well, I, I should say that the, the way uh, each conductor conveys those um, bodily uh, messages, uh, again, or using the face, or obviously the baton, the conducting, the stick, the, the, uh, they can be very different, but you have to look through that to see what kind of... Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you an example. For example, there, there could be somebody that, that moves, uh, some conductor or one conductor that moves very, very little. And, and this, those very minute uh, movements uh, are actually uh, uh, simply enhancing the, the, the space, the creative space for people in the orchestra. Well, um, the conductor is more responding to it, and you know, then then maybe even the face should should that, that could be one thing. But uh, uh, at the same time, you have a conductor with very small gestures. That, uh, that, that what those gestures convey is complete and utter command and control. I mean, there's so much commanding there's so much controlling that the proof of it is in the fact that they can move you know one you know uh, uh, finger and the whole orchestra you know shrinks uh, uh, in in, in um, uh, fear um, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the the, the body language can be mis misleading uh, so one one of the interesting things is uh, uh, in, in my in my talks is you know that I, I show those conductors but I don't explain what they do. I let people some of whom do not know a lot about classical music they know I'm sure about other musics but that's not their cup of tea which is fine. And then without any prior, prior knowledge everybody can see through uh, 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 what's behind the gestures. That's amazing. You don't need any dictionary for that. It's like you know when you take a group of kids. In, in school, and suddenly there are um, new teachers at the beginning of, of a year. And uh, uh, it takes five minutes or two minutes, or even the way the teacher walks into the classroom to determine whether the kids will be quiet or not. There are things 
now try to imitate that it doesn't work that's one of the the, the interesting things you cannot really imitate it I'll, I'll give you an example which is close to my heart it's my example uh, I, I mentioned my 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 great mentor uh, mentor um, Leonard Bernstein and Bernstein um, really whatever uh, whatever he does he, he conducts with his bare hands he conducts with a baton he, he conducts with no hands at all it doesn't matter it all it's all uh, um, really uh, trying to achieve the same uh, thing which is having a dialogue creating a relationship uh, uh, with with people in the orchestra and then based on this mutual trust and appreciation etc etc really having a a dialogue a dialogue around the meaning of the music what what is this music saying uh and and this is a wonderful thing uh, having you know studied with him and having assisted him in a few projects i i already felt that i could conduct like like him why not i i got the, the idea i can create uh, also uh, uh dialogues and <laughs> i went back to to israel to my orchestra at the time that was the uh, tel aviv symphony orchestra and uh and i fell on my face <laughs> uh, completely because uh, my orchestra at the time was composed of, of, of mostly new immigrants coming from the former USSR. There was a time a lot of Jews came from Russia, uh, now Russia, to, to, uh, to Israel. And uh, they were very good musicians, but from a completely different culture. And once I stopped I remember vividly once stopping in the middle of a rehearsal to ask for their advice. I believed in the dialogue. I stopped and I said, listen, we've been trying that a few times this morning. It doesn't work. I don't know what is the problem. Maybe it's my tempo, maybe something unclear. Please tell me, what do you think? And instead of getting response, I got silence. The most frightening silence I experienced, like for a long time, until one of them, I think it was the elder member of the orchestra stood up. His Hebrew was, was not good, but he managed to convey a very strong message. He said, where we come from, you understand, from Russia, where we come from, the conductor didn't have to ask the orchestra what to do. He knew what to do. And I, of course, completely collapsed at the moment because, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was trying to respect them by asking their, their their advice, and they thought they were working with an utter idiot, because he didn't know he was a conductor that doesn't know what to do. And 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 uh, okay, so so uh, first thing. The other thing is, you know, when I recovered from that, uh, in other occasions, I I still understood that in order to create a dialogue, I cannot just imitate Bernstein because a dialogue is based on the fact that you can be yourself. You have to be you. You have to bring your own real contribution, not some quotes from, you know, books or, you know, just uh, um, other, other great people. You have to be yourself, bring your own value, and based on that, you can expect other people to, to contribute too in the same way. So imitation didn't work at all. Understanding the, the, the idea behind that uh, helped a lot. And then 
you know, I don't have the body language, unfortunately, of, of, of a great maestro like Bernstein. But uh, if I understood what I wanted to, to, to achieve and, and how to do that in terms of what, what, are, what is my obligation in this game I'm trying to, to create, uh, th that worked uh, very well for me. I, I like the the, the, the the point that imitation doesn't work. And, and from what you've said, it, it's not the imitation that counts, it's the inspiration that you get from, from learning from someone like Bernstein. You, you take the inspiration from what they do uh, and then you craft it into your own style. So you've got that authenticity that still remains. Um, mm. When you're working with different orchestras, you know, just picking up on, on where you fell flat on your face with the Tel Aviv Symphony and, and, and with the, uh, the, the Eastern European immigrants that, that had a different culture there, how important is it for you to, to know your orchestra as individuals, understand their different traits as well, uh, and, and get to know each person and each, each part of the orchestra and know, you know, will, will one person respond to one approach and someone else to, to something different? Mm. Yeah, that, that that definitely might be might be the case. Again, if I uh, remember uh, Lenny Bernstein, uh, he would come to Tel Aviv uh, once a year, um, and uh, whenever he came, the, the 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 first half of each rehearsal of the rehearsals, the first half of the of the first rehearsal, I'm sorry, uh, he would spend just walking around people and asking them, so how's your son? Is he out of the army yet? Is he uh, so he's still studying in the university? He remembered what, what, the, what the daughter was doing. He remembered how many grandchildren they had. He remembered you know, who they were studying with. And he, he, it's unbelievable. I mean, they, they, you know, the stories, is, Napoleon knew you know, by name every, yeah, maybe not him, maybe somebody else. Uh, but I really witnessed that somebody that cared so much about people that they really knew them. So, you know, if you really <laughs> are interested in people, it, it will work for you. It's, it's no use trying to, um, uh, to fake this. Um, fake, you know, we know that fake works, but uh, only to, <laughs> to a certain point. Uh, and after that... Um, uh, so again, you have to be really interested in in that, uh, and I think you have to be interested uh, to be interested in people on all levels, like like Lenny was. He he was. It's of course it helps a lot to know that if you want to play Debussy, and uh, the second flute might be, you know, even more appropriate than the first flute. Maybe you'll make sure that the first flute has his day off on the day of the Debussy concert. You know, this kind of maneuvering. Uh, you, of course, you have to know the, the qualities of the people you work with, but that's not the thing. You really have to know uh, them as, as people to have this dialogue on on, on many levels of of of, of, uh, uh, of their you know human existence, and, and then I think you'll get the best result. But even when you know, as I witnessed in Timisoara, you you walk in, you 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 didn't know any of them as individuals. They, the first time they met you was when they walked on stage when we were there to sound check and that's yeah. where the, the 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 not the battle ensued i think that might be overplaying it a little bit but where the tension lay but by the next night and and you hadn't spent more than two hours with them on i think it was on a friday 
um, but by the next evening they were in harmony with you. So it, there's no way that you could have got to know them as individuals. At that no, point. no, no. But but then I think I, I I think I somehow hinted to that before. Um, if 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 there's a great blessing in being an ignorant. In fact, the only book that I wrote is called The Ignorant Maestro. And ignorant doesn't mean, you know, stupid. It's not like, um, you know, uh, I would like to be, uh, uh, I'd like to recommend stupidity, uh, um, promote stupidity. It's, it, it, it's exactly this advantage of coming to an orchestra and say, I know nothing about you, but I presume, I, 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 I assume, I know, I know that you're so good, that it's going to be so beautiful, and we're going to start now. Uh, it doesn't mean that we, we will not have, you know, clashes or, you know, but, but, but basically this is what I bring with me. Uh, because if I, again, start from saying, I don't know you, you know, I won't, um, I won't be able to feel nice about you until you prove, proven yourself. That, that immediately is going to be a mirror. They're going to look at you the same way. Sometimes to be very generous uh, pays, you know, uh, very very nicely, uh, especially that you have a short time, and also if 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 after a while they see that you're just you know you're looking for uh, where you know you didn't play this uh, very smoothly, uh, you stop the orchestra, you ask them to play alone, which is embarrassing, so you can hear what well, but uh, so they know they have to know that you know. If somebody plays out of tune, you, you, you look at them, but you look at them and smile saying, I trust you to play better next time. You have a day to practice. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay. Uh, you don't even say, I have to say that. But if you look at them saying, oh, yeah, I feel horrible because I'm stuck with you, and they, 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 then they'll, they'll be even worse, of course. So it sounds, it sounds to me like the great conductors are masters of delegation and, and really understand the importance and the power of, of trust. If, if you know what you're all trying to achieve, uh, if you're, you're all signed into the same uh, philosophy and purpose of the music and you trust people, then that's when the, the small gestures can really count. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a wonderful. I wish I uh, <laughs> I could record you for my own use because because that's a w wonderful way of putting it. Uh, um, I should say, look, there there are wonderful conductors, past and present, that get incredible results, doing exactly the opposite. Really, uh, as I said in the beginning, abusing people, shouting at them, making them feel, you know, like they're no good and they have to. Uh, and and uh, uh, what can we do? Uh, you know, some some people are trapped in, uh, you know, maybe it's individual circumstance and maybe it's it's simply um, the, the kind of institution they 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 you know they couldn't choose, but but you know, playing that orchestra, there, there's no alternative. Um, and, and, and so they, they'll take it. They'll even start seeing it as, as something maybe uh, natural. So I cannot say this is the only thing that works. Sometimes, you know, the, the pyramids were not um, built by, uh, you know, a benevolent uh, uh, human-loving uh, ruler. Um, and, and many, many other, uh, I'm sure, achievements of the, uh, of the, of the human race. Uh, so uh, it, 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 now it, it becomes a matter of your own values, you know, um, uh, and, 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 and uh, with that, even your understanding that some things will work 
good if you're short term, uh, but uh, will create a terrible um, legacy for the people that uh, will follow you, maybe, and will have to um, um, sometimes try try to remedy the what you've. Uh, but we know that the world is is not uh, only um, you know positive. No, absolutely. I, I, I'm wondering, and, and uh, you know, maybe you know the answer to this. Will um, will uh, musicians be more likely to move around uh, and seek new orchestras, even if they're they're playing under a great, if that great has uh, a more dictatorial style? You know, in other words, if you've got that strong bond, that strong relationship with your orchestra, are people going to stick around for longer? Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, it's re- really very uh, um, specific to a certain orchestra. I mean, there are uh, countries like I mean, uh, the US, uh, the US of A. Uh, people move all the time for jobs. So you know, if you were playing in Philadelphia and got a wonderful proposition from Chicago or you know new york you'll, you'll you'll probably move but there are other countries let's say israel the israel philharmonic orchestra is very good but it's the only great philharmonic you know there are chamber orchestras but uh so if you want to live in israel and 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 it's not that easy to immigrate not not all the world is you know in the same on the same level of uh, you know open borders etc mm. and 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 also some cultures are more uh, you know, family based, and people don't want to move. Um, uh, so it's really very, very uh, specific and, and individual. Mostly, people just hope for this conductor to go away and uh, hope that the next time <laughs> there'll be a better one. Some of the great orchestras choose. I mean, the, the, the players of the orchestra um, uh, um, get to choose their, their conductors, like the Berlin Philharmonic like the um, Vienna Philharmonic, um, uh, they have a very strong uh, uh, voice in actually choosing the next music director. So, so your reputation and your relationships in the industry as a whole uh, are, are key to securing the top, the, the, the top slots? Yeah, of course, of course. I've, I, you know, I, I never flew high enough uh, uh, in order to, you know, to be... Uh, uh, considered for one of the greatest orchestras, uh, but but we know that it's all uh, it's all about you know it's 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 power games like every, everywhere else, uh, and so uh, when 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 you manage to get it out of the hands of the politicians or or the or the you know the culture commissars of a certain uh, um, 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 institution and actually share the power or give the power to the musicians. Um, I, I think that's good. It's not like the musicians see everything. Sometimes the musicians are, are you know, following in a kind of a trendy uh, way uh, after this or that conductor, but there's no, no perfect way of choosing uh, leaders. But we know that uh, all those checks and balances between uh, different stakeholders, um, you know, this is the... the, the, the uh, at least, at least uh, some kind of uh, safety measures against the the the, uh, the worst uh, choices, and sometimes the choices are very good. So, just to to summarize, you know, the, the the as I said earlier, the focus of the podcast is on 
what we can learn in terms of leadership generally in, in business and other and in other worlds. Um, your talks are about um, what leaders can learn from the great conductors. So, what what to you are the are the most important lessons that leaders in other fields can take uh, from the sort of ideas that you've been sharing? Hmm. Um, I, um, in a way. I'll have to not avoid the question because, um, but avoid the principle behind the question. <laughs> the question is very good. The principle is that I know what they can, uh, you know, the assumption is that I know what they can learn. And honestly, and not as a kind of a tactics, uh, I don't know and I don't wish to know. In, in, in You know, next time I, 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 I meet a, a group of, of, of CEOs, if if I know what they're going to think, I'm going to be the one blocking them. It's like standing in, in, in front of an orchestra and say, uh, you know, I know exactly how it should sound. It's fine. Uh, just, just work with me so we, we can recreate what I have uh, in my head. At that moment, you, you just gave up on the creativity, the, the intelligence, the, 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 the joie de vivre, the, I don't know, the libido that can come from 100 people playing, playing with you because you think you know what the outcome should be. Again, working with CEOs is exactly the same. I want, the, I want to be you know, good enough at what I do to make them understand that participating, thinking about it, sharing with others will give them something so that together we can create something I cannot even imagine when we start. That's the meaning of an ignorant maestro. That's what I want to be. So, of course, I can. I, I could share with you what you know. Statistically, people, um, you know, think that uh, command and control is, is is kind of a stifling approach if you want uh, more creativity. Uh, that uh, uh, you know, if I show them a conductor that's all about. Uh, uh, you know, bureaucratic approach saying look at the score play exactly what's there i don't want any ideas from you just follow the rules it's all written don't come to me uh, of course you know if you're running a startup you don't do it this way um so again creativity flexibility now agility now with the corona uh covid um, era we need to do things differently uh, of course uh, so you see that the, there are a lot of things i can kind of you know take from, 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 from my, my uh, experience, of, 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 I think I've, I've worked with thousands of different uh, companies by now. It's, it's really a lot. Um, so there, there are things that human beings want everywhere. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. But, but having said that, it's not enough. It's, it, it's exactly about the way that some people acknowledge people while making them feel inferior. And some people acknowledge um, uh, the work of other people and it doesn't make them feel like I'm patronizing you, but just, you know, everybody grows. So there are those very minute sometimes uh, nuances that, that come up when you really have a, uh, um, a conversation with people. That's why I, <laughs> I kind of answered, I hope, but in a, in a um, uh, yeah, not direct way. I think it's a wonderful answer, Tay. Thank you very much. You've given us the score. It's down to each individual listener to go away and play the music as it feels right to them. So I think that's a great note uh, on which to finish. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you again to Itay. And I hope that you can see there some of the parallels between conducting an orchestra and 
developing your professional relationships within your organisation and with other people with whom you have to work and who you rely on to achieve your own end goal. And please excuse the uh, the raft of puns at the end. I couldn't help myself. Uh, I will be talking again to Itai, as usual, on the Thursday podcast. So please tune in and listen to that. Uh, check check the archive. If you're new to the podcast, we have some fascinating interviews in there. Uh, and please make sure you subscribe. Uh, and if you feel it's appropriate, like, rate and review the podcast and share it with your networks so that we can spread the word far and wide. Thank you very much for joining us on the Connected Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Connected Leadership Podcast. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and friends, share on social media, and post a review on the podcast channel you use to listen to it. And of course, join us again soon for another interesting interview and great Connected Leadership tips.